This is 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect at CarrieCharles.com. And now, here's Carrie Charles. Hello, I'm Carrie Charles, your host of 5G Talent Talk. And today we're going to talk about how to build a winning company culture. We have with us two guests from Tilson Technology Management, a company on a mission to build America's information infrastructure, deploying fiber and wireless networks throughout the country. Josh Broder is the CEO of Tilson. With more than 550 employees in 23 locations, he's the founder of Tilson's public utility affiliate, SQF LLC, which develops 5G infrastructure. Josh cut his teeth in leadership as an Army signal officer on missions worldwide, building and operating the network in Afghanistan. Welcome, Josh. Hi, happy to be here. We also have Adria Horn. Adria Horn is the vice president of workforce at Tilson. Adria graduated from West Point and holds an MBA. In the U.S. Army, she served as a military police officer and psychological operations officer. She deployed five times in support of the global war on terror, and she's still serving our country as a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army Reserves. Welcome, Adria. Thank you, Carrie. Happy to be here. Josh, tell us a little bit more about Tilson. So Tilson is designing and building information infrastructure, which for us is largely telecom networks that include fiber and wireless components, often both deployed together uh, in the service of a common end. In our Network development business, we think of ourselves as design builders, meaning that we are network engineers, professional engineers, uh, we're constructors, we're maintainers, and we're operators. And so we think of ourselves as a vertically integrated network development shop um, that also offers the ability to finance and lease back those networks. So we're looking for uh, network owners and operators who need someone to bring them both expertise on cutting-edge, next-generation networks, dense networks, 5G networks, and uh, the muscle in the field to get those deployments completed. You're listening to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles with Josh Broder and Adria Horn of Tilson. We're talking about how to build a winning company culture. So describe the Tilson company culture. Tell me what makes Tilson unique. When I think about Tilson company culture, I think both about our external and our internal mission. So we are together on a mission to build America's information infrastructure, but we're also on a mission to have a high-performing team of people who care about and support each other. And so when we think about the culture, we think about what it's like to do the work, which is we're, we're taking on the hardest, scariest, most difficult projects that our clients have ever taken on and, and therefore the, the biggest ones we've ever taken on. And we also think about it in the way that we take care of each other and uh, support each other in the work. So we, we joke that this is really hard work that we do, but it's not a hard place to work. Adria, what are your thoughts on Tilson culture? Well, I have been here um, over a year now, and it's really been uh, an exciting journey to be part of a company 
a private company that has declared itself on a mission. There's something very purposeful about that. It's, it's really a, a calling to work in the industry at this time and at this company. Um, so I think there's actually an inherent draw to the fact that we really feel like our purpose is bigger than ourselves as individuals. And I think that we reflect that every single day. And so they're saying, you know, I've been here for a year now. I was very quickly just astounded at how many people truly subscribe to this and have come here because of this. So I think our values are really, really important and we strive to uh, measure ourselves as individuals and measure our outcomes as a company through our values, which are safety, respect, accountability, professionalism, integrity, and my favorite is composure. Mm, I like that I one. I think it's really, yeah, that's one of the ones that everyone's like, oh, I didn't think of that. I've never had a company that has composure as a core value because, as Josh said, we do really hard work uh, uh, for a lot of time with hard customers and hard places. And we want people to know that as part of our culture, we really want you to take the emotion out and put the professionalism in because we can't be on a mission bigger than ourselves if we're only thinking about ourselves. Mm. So Tilson is known as an innovative company. What kind of culture does it take for people to feel safe sharing their ideas? I, I think, Carrie, you ask the question in the right way when you use the words feel safe. Um, for people to innovate and feel confident to put forward ideas, um, they need to feel comfortable that if they take a risk to put themselves out there, um, that that risk is going to be rewarded and not punished. So in our team, we're looking for the best ideas and the best way to get our work done, and we're willing to try things, take risks, uh, fail fast, try something else, and uh, recognize that senior management doesn't have the lock uh, on the good ideas. In fact, the people closest to work uh, have have the best ideas of how to get the work done. And so we like to build an environment where people can feel safe uh, trying things out, surfacing their ideas, being wrong, making mistakes, um, and uh, to feel like at a base level they're respected as a professional um, and you know that will carry them through whatever the challenges might come in the work. You're listening to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles with Josh Broder and Adria Horn of Tilson. So, Adria, let's talk a little bit more about um, this question and continue this. Um, how does Tilson give people that voice, that, that feel that safety, that they can have a voice? I think we have a lot of different ways to communicate um, and that the communication platforms themselves are, are not for people just to listen, but they're also to express how they feel. Um, we have... We have five safety calls every Monday throughout the entire company to get different departments, different divisions, and then different time zones. And the very first ask is, does anyone have anything to share? Uh, it's not the questions about how somebody has, you know, really been a, done something safe or noticed something that they want to share. It doesn't wait to the end. It's at the beginning. And I think the concept of asking questions at the beginning is how you instill a culture of open communication. And I've really noticed that everywhere. Uh, just, you know, Josh said senior management does not have a lock and key on good ideas. 
Mm. Um, in fact, I'm not sure they ever have. Um, and if you don't listen to what other people have and go back and forth on a discussion, you'll never get the best idea. You may get a collection of good ideas, but you never get the best idea. So right. I think there's a lot of different actual uh, solicitation of ideas. We've, you know, surveys. We've an open door policy for anyone uh, talking to senior management. And people use it. They use it not necessarily, you know, just for something terrible that's happened, which I think is the connotation sort of in an open door policy that you can't bring this anywhere up. But they they may use it actually for, you know, I saw this thing in the field and I really think it would be a good idea if we did this. So I think in general, I really appreciate the open, candid culture of communication and that no one specifically feels like if they open their mouth, uh, their manager's going to come down on them. Why didn't you use the chain of command? There's a lot of that that's inherent. You know, we've, Josh and I are both serving in the military, so we understand the chain of command, but other people don't. And sometimes company cultures that instill a linear communication prevent themselves from having cross-communication and to really innovate and get the best ideas out there in the fastest amount of time. You're listening to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles with Josh Broder and Adria Horn of Tilson. We're talking about how to build a winning company culture. So, Josh, what is your perspective on retention? I think a lot about retention. Um, we're, we're hiring something like 35 people a month. And uh, with 600 people on our team, we're, we're retaining more people than we're hiring, right? Uh and one of the things that has been an evolution at the company from when we were small and learning uh, to, to a size now where we're starting to encode the way we think about the world and the policies and procedures of, of how we operate, um, our, our understanding of what retention means has evolved. Um, we think it's really important that we evaluate fit on an ongoing basis. And while on one hand, we want to retain people for a long tenure. Um, turnover is expensive and disruptive. We also understand that fit, uh, that the company getting what they need from a team member and that more importantly, the team member getting what they need from the company professionally sometimes has a temporal dimension. It's not the same uh, every year of someone's career. And so there are some times when we have team members uh, who have opportunities to go do things uh, to satisfy goals and objectives in their careers that we can't meet. Uh, here at Tilson. And when that happens, we celebrate those successes. We keep in touch with that alumni member. And oftentimes, we have an opportunity later in their career to travel uh, their career road together again together. And so we reject the fallacy that you sometimes run into in companies that if you're not with us, you're against us. And to not be in one place for an entire career um, is somehow a betrayal. We, we, we think just the opposite. If someone has an opportunity to advance um, and be successful in their career, we feel like we're part of that story and, and their success is, is our success. So while on one hand um, we are happy to have people for a long tenure, we recognize that um, people's careers are rarely a straight line and, and we're happy to be part of their career for the time when we meet their needs and um, and help them make transitions when uh, we might not meet their needs. So, Adria, what are your thoughts on retention? I think Josh and I are pretty aligned in our thoughts. Fit is something that culture companies 
I think specifically struggle with. Um, you know, there's a, a skill set that we want the workforce to have, and there's a mindset we want a workforce to have. And you have to have the mindset, um, you know, the emotional intelligence. You have to be a little bit autonomous, entrepreneurial, and, you know, tech savvy, I think, to be successful and happy at Tilson. And the reason why I say happy is because, you know, people have been flow at different times in their lives. And it's so awful to be stuck at a place where you're miserable and not fulfilling. And so life changes. And as life, you know, happenings change, being happy in your workplace where you're spending the majority of your time really matters. And so retention specifically is less about a statistic on a piece of paper, but about somebody who is, as Josh said, you know, at the right place, at the right time in their life to be as successful as they can as possible. And that changes for every individual. There's made a lot of changes to our benefit policies. And uh, in March, we really um, we changed our benefit policy to have a gender indiscriminate uh, um, parental leave policy. And the first group of people who responded to say, thank you so much for expanding parental leave was our tower climber crews. So our tower climbers, which are typically our most transient workforce group, which is an industry problem, wrote to both me and Josh and said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. And so I think we actually tell ourselves sometimes a story about retention that isn't rooted in the life happenings of our employees. That is something that has specifically allowed us to retain more tower technicians. Mm-hmm. A parental leave policy. Brilliant. Adrian, that's that's a great point. I, I, you know, I would just add that, you know, on one hand, professionally, we want to make sure that, you know, we're on guard, not just for fit and initial entry, but ongoing fit at different phases of the career. But we also want to provide enough flexibility uh, that if there is the potential for that fit to be ongoing here, that we maximize that potential. And I think Adrian hit on one dimension, which was life happens. Um, and to the extent that the company can provide accommodation and flexibility for uh, life events and transitions, that's something that, while on its face is quite expensive, is, is much cheaper than, than high turnover or having the wrong people in the seat. Beyond that, I think we also look for the ability to transition people between areas in the company. And so while we do have power climbing technicians, we also have small cell technicians, and we also have radio frequency technicians and IT consultants and, um, you know, a number of different areas that people can transition to in their career to either become more physical or more technical, um, depending on where their career is taking them. And so if someone gets to a place where their, their needs don't allow them to climb, that isn't necessarily the end of the road for them here. We may have uh, a related technical field where they can continue to grow uh, and stretch their skill sets and work in a different way. I was just going to add to what Josh said about the flexibility as well, is that one of the other things that we changed in our benefit policy was providing paid leave for our reserve and National Guard members who are still currently serving. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, something um, that it sends a much larger message that it may be difficult to do hard work that we're asking you to do, and yet you're still trying to balance this other piece of your life that it's really important, and we subscribe to the importance of continued service. We want to offer you the opportunity 
through uh, through deeds, not just words, that we support these activities. And so I think retention touches on so many different aspects of why somebody is making the life choices that they are. And we wanted to provide, and consistently, I think, look to provide employees with the opportunity to stay here if it works in their life and is the right fit for them and us. You're listening to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles with Josh Broder and Adria Horn of Tilson. We're talking about how to build a winning company culture. So how is Tilson cultivating diversity and inclusion in the workplace and also in the field? Josh, I know you have talked to Carrie about this actually on a panel discussion um, previously. I don't know if you want to kick this off. Yeah, it's a big it's a big topic and I have lots to say about it. Um and so to try and stay a little focused here, we understand that not only in this very tight labor economy, but in a highly competitive world uh, for technically oriented people, that we need to be as expansive as possible in the way we think about where our employees will come from. And I think we are well on our way um, to being not just open to, but openly soliciting uh, and looking for a diverse range of employees from diverse backgrounds. So uh, I don't think we're alone in being a company that uh, works hard to find candidates from all walks of life, color, creed, gender, sexual orientation. We want great people wherever they come from. Um, I think the bigger topic, and and this is becoming the next frontier in uh, workforce development uh, is thinking about how do you not just open openly recruit and maximize the opportunity to work with people from all walks of life, but make people at your business uh, not just feel included, but actually be included. And uh, on, on your panel, Carrie, uh, at a, a recent uh, Verizon uh, technical users forum, um, one of your guests from Google said, uh, diversity is being invited from the dance to the dance and inclusion is being asked to dance once you get there. And this sense that people that are here can fully participate um, is really critical because it's not enough to get people in the door. Uh, you mentioned retention, you'd like to keep them, but mm-hmm. once they're here, you need them to maximize their potential for your business to grow and, and flourish. And I think the idea that we can unlock everybody's full potential um, requires a variety of strategies to help people feel like they belong here, um, like they're valued here, like they're one of a peer group, um, even if they look differently, um, come from a different background, or more importantly, think differently uh, than the peers around them. And you know, tying it back to your original question about um, you know, how do you make people feel safe to bring innovation to the workspace? They have to feel like they belong here and that they're included, that their, you know, basic membership at Tilson, their ability to be here is not under threat because of thinking differently. In fact, they're here because they do think differently and, and that perspective is valued. Diversity breeds innovation. You, you, you said it more specifically than I did. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You are living proof of that. A, a good model to follow. Um, we have with us today Josh Broder and Adria Horn of Tilson Technology Management talking about how to build a winning company culture. So Tilson has people in the field. 
working at very high heights, including around power. Um, how do you keep your team safe? We have a safety culture that's built on three core principles at Tilson. Um, and uh, those, those three principles are um, empowerment, transparency, and judgment. Empowerment means that each employee um, doesn't just have the right, but it's obligated uh, to call a stop work when they feel like something is amiss. Uh, transparency means that we report not just incidents, but near misses, things that almost happen so we can learn from them and prevent future accidents. And judgment means that we recognize that people make good decisions when they're in their right mind, and virtually anything wrong takes you out of your right mind. Um, if you're cold, tired, under-trained, under-supervised, under-schedule, stress, under-budget stress, having something bad happening to your family, all of that takes us out of our right mind. So we need to look out for each other and make sure that we stack the deck uh, with good conditions so people in their right minds when they have to make a life safety decision. And so those three principles are something that we talk with our team members constantly about, but more importantly, uh, live the values. And, and they say uh, you're, as a company, not what you say, but what you hire and fire for. And so one of the most important things about these values is that they shrivel and die uh, in the face of negative consequences for good behavior. And the kind of good behaviors of reporting mean that people are vulnerable. And, you know, we had this earlier conversation on uh, this podcast about how do people feel safe expressing their ideas? Well, our our physical safety and our, uh, and our emotional safety goals are really closely tied together. And that means when you're transparent and report about what happens, that you really are protected from negative repercussions. In fact, you're a hero for making that report. We recently celebrated the success of a couple of different employees in a couple of different places who called, um, you know, a, a profit-damaging stop work, uh, but potentially prevented, you know, a terrible accident. And so generally, uh, from a cultural standpoint, we're looking to hire uh, the kind of people who value these things and retain the kind of people who demonstrate these behaviors. And that means uh, uh, from a management standpoint at all levels in the chain of command, um, we need to reward these kind of behaviors on an ongoing basis because ultimately the safety culture is not what we say, uh, but what we do. So why does any of this matter? Why is uh, having a strong company culture important when we're talking about building the 5G network? There's a tremendous shortage of technicians uh, in 5G deployments around the country. There just simply isn't enough skilled workers nationwide to do all the work that needs to get done. And so if we're going to attract and retain the people necessary to deploy this critical technology, um, we need to not only take care of the people that we have, but we need to attract net new people to the industry and train them and make them feel included and at home in this work. Adria, what are your thoughts on that? I think the, um, as Josh said, you know, the, the shortage of those in the workforce um, is something that every employer right now in the telecommunications industry who is working on 5G is wrestling with. And, you know, add on to the fact that we have like the lowest unemployment in our history, right? <laughs> this right. is uh, something that we really need to acknowledge and that we are, you know, we're competing with each other for business and we're competing with each other for talent. And we want to have the type of talented individuals at Tilson 
who also subscribe to the way we do the work we do and the values that are really important to us. And so, you know, the concept of safety and values and culture as it relates to the climate of 5G are really the foundation of how we want to build our business and what we want our business to look like in the future. That we are structuring what our future looks like right now on the principles that are the most important to us and not hoping but planning on the fact that a lot of other people in today's society, you know, younger generations who are more connected than ever before, who are looking for companies that are built on you know, fabric of corporate social responsibility that are making decisions that are gray and not subscribing to black and white policies and are innovative and allow them to think and be who they are. They're coming to companies like Tilson because they match their personalities and where they think they can grow. So building the culture is building the foundation and stoking the fire, keeping it burning is really how we see ourselves becoming uh, the Tilson of 2030. Mm, well, let's talk about the Tilson of 2030. Um, Josh, give us a sneak peek. And uh, let's start with 2020, <laughs> since it's right around the corner. Um, what is on, uh, what's on the horizon for Tilson? 2019 is a, is a big year for us. Uh, it's the year we kicked off 5G, and we're going to roughly uh, grow our business by 50% this year. Um, and we think next year will be no exception. So, you know, the, the headline for us is, who are the next 250 or 300 people um, that we think um, are part of our future forever team, where can we find them, and how do we get them integrated and included in our work as quickly as possible? Um, beyond that, we're densifying networks, and that means building fiber um, at greater densities closer to people than it ever has before, and in places where there was one tower building 10 small cells, and in places where there are 10 small cells building 100 small cells. And increasingly, we're developing, owning, and leasing out the smart city pole infrastructure um, that not just drives 5G, but the Internet of Things, um, smart cities, and intelligent transportation. Um, so we're really excited about 2020 because it's a year where we know we'll grow substantially again and get to meet phenomenal people who will get to be part of our team. Uh, it's a year when we're going to roughly double the density of the networks that are out on the streets today. Uh, in the right-of-way, both fiber and wireless, and it's a breakout year for us uh, as we continue to develop smart city infrastructure and sort of change the face of the streetscape um, to bring technologies that are really useful to the people living in those communities. Any last words you'd like to add, Adria? I'm working Tilson. It's awesome. <laughs> love it, love it. It's so, wonderful. Yeah. Can I, can I share where you can find information about Tilson? Yes, please. Tell our listeners, how do they get in touch with Tilson? Uh, well, we have over 90 open jobs listed on our website, tilsontech.com, in uh, locations all around the country. And we have this little gem of a called Does Not Fit in Any Open Position. And so if you come to our Glassdoor page, our LinkedIn, Tilson life pages, and you can see yourself sitting here but don't necessarily know why, we encourage you to send us a message, a personal message on LinkedIn, shoot us an email. They're all over our website. We're not hiding from anyone. And contact us directly. Apply to that Does Not Fit in Any Open Position so we can keep all of your information on file for something that does open up. So please follow us on uh, social media. We're very active. We like to promote our employees, show people who is here, not just 
what is here and join us. We have a mission to fulfill. We need we need troops. I want to thank you so much, Josh and Adria, for talking with me today about the phenomenal Tilson culture. And again, you can find them at TilsonTech.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of 5G Talent Talk. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at carriecharles.com. And please join me next week for another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk. Till next time. You've been listening to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect with Carrie at carriecharles.com.